Welcome, everybody, to Business Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and I am joined by two awesome co-hosts here. Uh, Sam, how are you making out down under from, and this is Samantha Riley from, from SamanthaRiley.Global. <laughs> I'm doing well. It's a crazy time in our in our world, isn't it? But I'm loving that we're all connected and that the business community and our local community are sticking together. So, you know, we're, we're making, you know, it's positive in, in bad times. Well, I was, like, I was trying to think of some really awesome quote, but no, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> are you are you self-quarantined at home yet? Is that is that a thing down there? Officially? It is a thing and it is officially. Well, ah. it's, not, it's not you have to stay inside, but it is like our children are still at school. Well, I mean, everyone's children, but, but most... Oh. Essentials are closed. You know, it's just the groceries and the um, and the fuel that's open, pharmacies, that kind of thing. But everything else is closed apart from schools. I don't know how that's a thing, but it's a thing. Uh, that seems like a big gamble uh, to me, uh, given how we closed our schools so rapidly. Uh, well, if you're talking about anyone that's not able to socially isolate, like let's talk about children that put their fingers in all sorts of crazy places and then, you know. <laughs> and teachers that got to do it. Oh, and the, exactly. and the, yeah, uh, yeah, the janitors. And yeah, so that that's crazy. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully it works out well uh, <laughs> for you down there. My other co-host here, Jennifer Crawford from Sparent.co. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm I'm doing okay, Joe. You know, I I'm kind of in Sam's camp where I've you know there's a lot of you know sadness and and incredibly challenging times happening right now, but I'm I'm focusing on all the positives that I'm seeing both in the small business community and beyond. I've seen tremendous um, gestures of generosity. I've seen heroism in grocery store clerks and of course our, our healthcare professionals uh, on the front lines. Like they're, you know, you're really seeing the, the goodness of people right now. I think times like this bring out the best in people and it sort of in a strange way restores hope. Mm. <laughs> So, and I'm also kind of up for the challenge, you know, I want to see business businesses survive and thrive in this environment, if at all possible. And I think our best chance of that is by banding together and being supportive of each other. And I've seen a lot of that spirit abound. So hopefully I can play a small part in that, um, fostering that environment. Oh, no, I, 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 and you are, I mean, you started up the, uh, that was a small business versus the pandemic. Yeah. Small, we have a Facebook group. group, small business owners versus the pandemic. We're not going to go down without a fight. <laughs> that, that is, that is true. And I just want to say real quick, what's up Lou. And yeah, if you want, uh, Jen, put that, put, you know, the link, put the link in the, uh, in the comments okay. so we, we can get people to, to I'll join. Try. I'll try. I'll try. All right. Well, trying is, is the best that we could ask for this, <laughs> this week, this week. I mean, it's been crazy. Like I just heard that the local, my, one of my local pizza shops that have been there since I've lived here are probably longer than that, than I've lived since I've lived here since like 92. Uh, just, they just closed down, I guess, because they weren't getting enough support, mm -hmm. you know, enough, mm -hmm. enough people people ordering pizzas and stuff though I, I will say like both me and, and my wife Melissa had been kind of hesitant to order food not because of the packaging like we know 
know how to wipe things down, right? They have plenty of wipes and things. But the like, what if somebody like coughs on it or or talks over your pizza or something? So what we did, and I don't even know if it did anything, but we put we took the pizzas out of the box, put them in the oven for ten minutes at like three hundred and fifty degrees, and I was like, there's no way that anything's surviving for 10 minutes and 350 degrees mm. i hope <laughs> like you know and if not hopefully there wasn't anything to begin with but we don't know and so it's it's a difficult time for for a lot of businesses and that's why tonight while we didn't want to necessarily continue the the coronavirus talk the covid19 talk we did want to at least come up with an idea that that didn't sound completely tone deaf in the face of the craziness that's going on instead of just like oh they're gonna talk about social media tonight we talked we're gonna talk about how to identify opportunities in the face of crisis absolutely because there and we're not saying that there's not crazy things happening but i think it's really important to focus on the opportunities whether or not we thrive but at least survive and it's actually our responsibility to serve our community it doesn't help anyone by business you know going bust so that's what we want to talk about today yeah i think it's a great topic and i think we touched on this last week too that you know we we do our best by service by staying in business employing people putting keeping money into the economy because there are sectors that obviously are just devastated annihilated right now mm-hmm. so if you are in a business that is a able to to survive at this time, then you want it to be as healthy as possible. So you can put as much of that, you know, that money into into the economy and provide more jobs um, and opportunities for other people. So I think, yeah, it's, it's hard because as positive as we are, and as I'm like, yes, like fight for your business, there's also just a a reality that some businesses aren't going to make it, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean the end, you know, you can still reinvent and, you know, start another business, um, regroup, you know, that it's not necessarily the end period, but yeah. So that's yeah, and, perfect. <laughs> and I agree, I agree, Jennifer, I was just chatting to one of my clients only about an hour ago and she's in an industry that has been annihilated. So rather than focus on the business that just, it just cannot survive in this mm-hmm in this time, it's what can we do to create something new? So for some people, it's innovating what they've already got. For some people, it's okay, let's hit the ground running and start with something else that is relevant to people right now. And I love it that she's open to it and she's ready to hit the ground running, especially, you know, how hard would that be just knowing that your business has just finished up overnight? No, yeah, it, it would is. be. I yeah, there was a there's a local pizza shop here down in Vineland that uh, my Melissa went to school with the one of the uh, I guess the owner, uh, and one of the things that they were doing to pivot was uh, instead of buying the pizza pre-made, like you're buying the ingredients and making it at home. And mm-hmm. yeah, so like it's it's giving you something to do, especially if you're you know not constantly cooking at home as a thing that you normally would do but it's just another opportunity to market and put your name in front and be like hey you know i mean that's a we you know we were like hey we should do a a movie night with the kids so that's how we ended up ordering pizza and and melissa's like well we should have did this for like ava's birthday she wanted pizza and we we were like no we're not ordering any like (laughs) not doing it but you know it, it it just uh Coming up with ways to, like uh, Lou saying, hashtag reinvent, hashtag regroup, and hashtag revive. 
uh, in the chat here. I think that's a, I think that's a great example, Joe, because I think ultimately you have to start with the question: What do your clients need, and how can you provide it? And mm -hmm. then beyond that, what do they need now that they didn't need pre-pandemic? Because mm -hmm. people's lives have changed. So that that pizza um, shop is a great example because pre-pandemic, people didn't want to make their own pizza. Like losers, we're not cooking for ourselves. <laughs> but but now we're at home, we're with our families, we need things to do together. Um, you know, cooking together all of a sudden in this environment makes sense. And now they can provide that while also keeping their business safe for their customers and viable for their customers. So I think it's a perfect example. You kind of have to have to really start there. Like what do your customers need and how can you provide it both? And it can be communication, it could be services, it could be products, it could be your expertise or guidance. It could be flexible payments. Like what is it in today that they need? Start there and I think you'll start seeing some opportunities. Absolutely. Can I just share my the, my local co-working space yes. that I go to? Obviously, can't do that now. And they've got uh, really amazing sit-down, stand-up desks, ergonomic chairs. They've got computers and and all of the, the tech equipment. And they, they sent out an email yesterday saying that you can hire the full setup for less than $40 a week. So for anyone that's suddenly working from home and they don't want to, you know, buy the desk or have access to a really good desk, now they will deliver that a, a full setup to you for free to be able to hire this for as long as it needs and then they will come and collect it again. And I thought that was super clever. That is so yeah, brilliant because that people that are working from home don't necessarily have their offices set up ideally. Like mm -hmm. for those of us who've, you know, worked on, you know, virtually and have online businesses, we've had all this time to set up our offices, pick out our perfect chair, make sure <laughs> our environment is ideal for productivity. But people that are just all of a sudden thrown into it, they haven't had a time to, to, to set it all up or shop. And now they can't really even go out and shop. So I think that Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's so smart. I love yeah, it. So good. I love that. Hashtag office by delivery. Lou, I love your hashtags. He's out of control. Lou hashtag. is the hashtag master. He's the hashtagger. He's the hashtag hashtagger. Oh my gosh. Um, so Sam, what are you seeing with with your clients and, and what sort of framework do you use to sort of guide your pivots or your offerings or how do you guide your your clients so they can weather the storm? I think the biggest thing and and this is where our hashtag in our in our um, Facebook group for our clients, everything is hashtag be relevant. So every single thing we're talking about, the question is, is that relevant right now? Is that appropriate right now? So the three different areas that, we, that we're talking about in our groups is marketing, sales and delivery, because obviously they're three things that are confusing people at the moment, you know, marketing that is, and I don't know, have you guys had some emails in your inbox that are completely not paying attention to exactly what we're going on about like what did you say at the, at the beginning joe of the show like we don't want to be tone be tone deaf to the fact you. that like things are going on and and we and we were talking just before this so everyone knows like 
we're trying to find this a balance too because we we like to be keep it light and and entertaining but at the same time it's a pretty serious topic depending on where in the the spectrum of the topic we are mm, mm. so the uh, the people that i've seen that have been tone deaf with their marketing i think that what you're seeing is is two things either they're being completely ignored because it's not relevant right now or you just hurting your brand because the trust is just dissipated instantly where you're like that actually was inappropriate or I really didn't appreciate that. So I think right now in the sphere of marketing, like there's a whole heap of things and I think we're going to talk about them today that, you know, I'm talking about with my clients and it's similar with sales as well. We have to be relevant. So you need to make sure that whatever you're selling right now is a need to have because we're in not good economic times. So anything that's just a nice to have is going to be, you know, not, people don't want it. People are buckling down and making sure that they can just survive. So that's the second area. And the third area that we're talking about is delivery, because obviously in-person delivery is not a thing right now. So it's how can we pivot and make sure that our Mm -hmm. business is operating virtually. So they're the three areas that we're talking about. But how about, how about you guys? Yeah, I, I love what you said about the, the marketing because I'm getting so many emails from various businesses and companies, um, some I haven't done business with in years, but all of a sudden I'm getting an email and it's always, you know, it's COVID-19 related. And I'd say the biggest misstep I saw in terms of poor communication was actually from my gym that I love. They, um, they were very slow to close and very um, stingy with any sort of updates or information. And when they finally sent something out, the email was like, to find out what we're doing for handle the COVID-19 crisis, please go to our app. And I was like, why didn't you just tell me in the email? So then mm. I like I went to the app and the information wasn't there. Of course and I was, not. Right. And I was like, there was no information. I was like, this is so frustrating. Um, mm. And they eventually closed. But I was like, what a misstep. Like poor, I think good communication like solves <laughs> so many problems, like personal, <laughs> professional, interpersonal. And, and just to, to see them, and they're a big company, it's like a chain of, you know, gyms, um, they're pretty big. And to see them make a huge misstep like that, I was actually pretty, pretty shocked and disappointed. That, that comes down to leadish, poor leadership. That's even above communication. That's the leadership. And, you know, and this is the time that we need to step up as leaders and do things that feel uncomfortable to make sure that people are looked after. I think it's it's also difficult in the small, like in the smaller, I don't know, how, how big is the gym that, that you go to, Jen? Is it like big, big, like not the size of it, but like the company size? Like, are we talking it like is. LA Fitness or like? Yeah, I mean, it's it's up there. They're in most states. So Oh, wow. So yeah. like, I, you know, I, I, I think that, but even on, on that size, like it's, you're trying to navigate through like, are we able to stay open? What's the actual information? And depending on when when you were talking about if you were talking about like a week and a half ago the amount of information that was con- like contradicting about whether or not what what we should be doing shouldn't be doing we don't like was just it was it was overwhelming and to, like nobody wants to be the person that, that that's like yeah we shut down and we shut down too early and we create you know created a a vacuum of of uh you know for our revenue stream 
like mm-hmm. vacuumed it all up like too early too soon i mean you see that with you know disney you know we were in disney and and i get text messages saying hey they're closing disney and i'm like i'm i'm literally on a ride right now and i'm like there's no information yet about like the exact anything and like 20 minutes later i'm talking to a cast member like oh yeah we already know all about that they're, yeah we're closing on sunday like mm. and it's like but but disney probably could have closed the, the week before and you know yeah and i'm, I'm talking less tough, about tough. The, yeah i'm yeah and i agree like we have to have mm. a lot of like forgiveness during this time because we're you know it's it's new everyone's doing mm-hmm. the best they can for the most part but i think with me it wasn't so much the decision it was more just the i'm okay if they're like you know what we're paying attention here's the deal we're we're paying attention we're following cdc guidelines here's the link to what we're using as our source to make these decisions we're you know we're navigating it day by day like even that even if it wasn't a decision i mean i'm all i'm all about decisiveness i would rather them you know make a quick decision than a slow one but at the same time my criticism was more just the lack of communication and then that when there finally was communication it didn't work it, there was no communication because they mm. fumbled that ball so badly mm. so but I, I understand what you're saying joe it's like hey these businesses are trying to figure it out trying to keep their customers and their their staff safe while also hopefully keeping their businesses running as long as oh, possible it's a super tough time right so tough. because oh so much going on you know and people mm-hmm. are worried and thinking like there's no there's no SOPs. There's no standard operating procedures no. for this. Like, I did not think I'd ever see anything like this in my lifetime. I don't know about you mm. guys, but I'm just like, I never for thought that I would see something like this. So, uh, you know. I mean, I did. I mean, from, really? from flu back in like 2005, like I remember having lunch, like the lunches and stuff that, you know, with, with all of our key personnel and being like, Hey, you know, this is a real thing. And like, this is like really happening. And like, if this jumps from bird to human, like we are, we are totally screwed. Like this is going to be a disaster on a global scale because it was killing massive amounts of birds, like just indiscriminately. So yeah, no, I, I totally did, but not to the level that like I super prepared or like, or anything like that. Yeah. That was my next question. Yeah. No, but like in the back, like in the back and somewhat in the front of my mind, it's, you know, it's always potentially been a thing. It just, you know, it was a matter, you know, it was always a matter of when, not if, but how much, you know, how much money can you invest in in a, when, like when could be 150 years from now, like it won't matter to me. Like, Good luck, Ava. Like, you know, good luck, Ava's kid. Good luck, Dom's kid. Not, not me. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that there's some opportunities in the, that I've identified in the marketing and the sales and the delivery. Should we start to talk about the opportunities that that people have? Yeah, Yeah, I think think so. Yeah. So I think with the, you know, we talked about the marketing, you know, if you don't get this right, that you can hurt your brand. On the opposite side, I think that if we do our marketing well, that we will actually build trust faster than ever before and we will build influence and a following faster than ever before because, you know, people are looking for that leadership. So I think that if you can get these things right in your marketing or get your marketing right, that people will really follow. And I think the first thing that I would say is to create more than you consume because you can go down a very deep, dark rabbit hole 
by consuming a lot of, you know, negative news stories or, you know, Facebook at the moment. And whilst we want to be educated and know what's going on, we don't want to be just consuming all the negative things. So start to create more and really make sure that what you do create is positioning you as the expert, positioning you as the authority, creating valuable content that's relevant to people right now. I think that's great advice. And I have been super guilty of getting caught into, like getting sucked into the media. And like, I realized last week, I think I spent literally all day distracted by breaking news and stories and and I could not stop looking. And I realized literally like, I think like eight hours went by. I'm not even joking. I'm just being completely honest. And I realized, oh my gosh, like all this stuff has come off my schedule. Like, you know, networking, you know, in-person networking events and conferences. And I thought I was gonna have all this time and I was gonna take advantage of that time to be more productive. And here I am, I'm getting sucked into this vortex of news. So I just had to like turn it off, like, turn mm. it all off so I could focus. And then, I mean, I'm, I, it was hard. I was like, felt a little anxiety because I felt like mm. the news is coming so fast, like every hour, half hour, it seems like something important is being broken. And, uh, but it was the only way, you know, it's, mm. it was the only way for at least me to be productive. I couldn't have like, you know, that Facebook scroll going on, on my phone while I'm on my computer working. I just... Wasn't healthy. Yeah. Wasn't healthy. Figure out <laughs> no. what the new normal looks like and like, you know, cause it's all so new and it's also happening, you know, like you said, so rapid and you want to be informed because like, you're like, well, is my city going to shut down? Like, am I not going to be able to mm-hmm. go get food if I wait too long? Like we, you know, mm-hmm. nothing like this has ever really happened. Like, like hashtag unprecedented, uh, like, mm-hmm. like loose. Yeah. And, and, and it's things like, we don't know what to expect. Right. Like I, when I was in Florida, I wasn't, didn't know if I was going to be able to get across state lines by come Saturday afternoon. Mm. I don't know. Like who, who knew what was going on? So, you know, so when bringing it back to business and staying focused uh, and trying to find ways to, to bring people together. I mean, like I started up a conference, a virtual conference I'll start on Thursday and it's going to happen this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it was only supposed to be one day <laughs> and now it's two days and with over like 40 plus speakers. So you know, these types of things where it's like you're bringing people in and, and we're bringing sponsors on board. So we're making money and, and you know, pe- connecting people and, and hopefully bringing some new podcasters into the into the fold as mm. potential, you know, clients, as potential community members and things of that nature. That's a great example of creating more than you're consuming. Mm. Well, I, I was consuming a lot of news over the well, last you, you got that months. done. I was surprised how quickly you put that together because I'm I'm working with a strategic partner to put together a virtual summit and it's going slow. Like I, you know, I can't just throw it out, throw something up. I'm just not quick. Maybe it's because I'm being sucked into the media too much, but, um, (laughs) but I love that, you know, create more than you consume. It's, it's such good advice, not just for now, but really anytime, Mm. anytime. So, um, I know Sam that you say, don't ignore the obvious in your marketing. Like Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you exactly do you mean by that? Exactly what Joe was talking about at the beginning of the show. Don't turn a blind eye to how people are feeling, what they're going through, like really what's happening in the world. Because if you ignore it, people will ignore you. They'll just think, oh, you know, you you don't get it. And I think that that's really important to not be sucked into it, but at the same time, 
we have to respect that people are going through these times that they may not feel comfortable. These times are really uncertain. So really pay attention to that and let people know we empathize. We know how you feel. This is what we're all going, you know, going through, but don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Speaking of not ignoring, I came across some information today. And it was a study that somebody shared in the small business owners versus the pandemic group. And it was a study that some, I don't know, some think tank uh, put together asking like a thousand people in various countries, including the US, different questions in terms of how they're reacting and how their lives have changed in response to the pandemic. And one of the questions they asked was, do you expect um, the businesses that you do business with to give you stuff for free, whatever mm. it is, like give you something for free. And it was a large percentage of people that felt strongly or, you know, fairly strongly about that. I want to say it was, I don't have the, the study up, but um, I want to say it was about 70% of mm -hmm. consumers were expecting businesses to give some sort of services or products for free. Didn't necessarily mean they were expecting everything for free, but they were expecting some sort of compassionate, you know, I don't know, pricing or compassionate uh, giving during this time. So I, I couldn't ignore that because I know mm -hmm. I'm all like, hey, we've got to keep our businesses healthy. We need to put something valuable in there, find your clients, don't assume people don't have money, you know, don't make that decision for them. You know, it, it, it serves the community to keep these businesses thriving, yet 70% of the people are saying they want something for free. So you, it doesn't have to be an either or scenario, right? We, we tend to like go there, like it, it, it's either or, but it's really an and situation, right? I think you can mm -hmm. put something mm -hmm. out there that is a gift to people that are in your audience that might not be in a position to purchase, but also have definitely don't give it all away for free. <laughs> yeah, and, and that is definitely super relevant right now, Jen, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people saying, how do we do this? Mm -hmm. And I ran a two-day virtual intensive for my clients on the weekend and one of the people, one of the presenters, Gary Edwards, and I want to give him a shout out because as we were going through it, he said it, it's almost like right now we don't, normally we have, you know, we have a, a cheap uh, sort of a normal price and then we have an expensive if we're putting our packages together and we do that because most people will take the one in the middle and some people will take the upsell but he said it's like right now it's almost like we've got the free the cheap and the normal and mm -hmm. I thought that that was um, really that's clever really, and I think that that yeah I think that's where we need to position ourselves right now that free cheap he said maybe there could be a cheap plus and but normal like is the high end now yeah. and we have to be really cognizant that that everyone is going through hard times but we still need to keep the economy moving now is not the time to try and get you know a twenty thousand dollar a month package if your if your audience can't afford it you know we have to be very aware agreed you know i i wanted to uh ask what do you think it would normally be if like it, the pandemic wasn't happening, Jen. So like in my, like in my mind, I'm thinking that instead of 70%, I'm thinking like 40 to maybe, maybe 30 to 50%, but probably like 40 to 50% of people would think that we should be oh. giving away free things anyway. So I think it would be lower. I do. I think it'd be, cause I don't expect 
I don't expect to get anything free from businesses I that I do wouldn't. business with. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you wouldn't, and I wouldn't. I'm, I'm sure Sam wouldn't, right? Like, no, I'd been right. thinking it was lower than forty percent as well. I would have been thinking a lot lower, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, don't know, yeah. I, don't know. I, I think thirty would be the lowest. I, I think that I think there's a good chunk of people out there that that still think like, every, you know, everything's free. Come on, there's clients that we don't work with for reasons. Well, it's it's interesting because okay, so I'll give a personal example of something that I witnessed in terms of people wanting something for free. So I've been like on and off Weight Watchers like forever. Um, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem telling you that. Um, so with Weight Watchers, you pay like a monthly fee and you can go to in-person meetings. Um, they, it also includes the app. So a lot of people never go to the meetings. You can do everything you need to do on the app. Well, in light of this coronavirus situation, they've moved all their in-person meetings to virtual. So really you're not missing any services. Like you're getting like the app, you're getting, you know, virtual guidance, the blo- you know, everything is pretty much still there. And in the group that I belong to, people were throwing a fit saying that Weight Watchers should just give everything away for free because mm. you know, everybody is, you know, everybody's going through a hard time. And it wasn't even really because their in-person classes were canceled. They just felt like they should give them free um, services because of the time that we were in. And I'm thinking as a business owner, I'm thinking, but Weight Watchers is a huge company that employs a lot of people and mm. I don't want them going out of business. Exactly. <laughs> any. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh, this is interesting, but it gave me a little peek into this psyche that was represented on this study. And, you know, I'm not going to fight to change people's minds and educate them on the economy and economics and how things work. (laughs) I just need to, like, adjust my offerings and make sure that my business is sort of relevant to the environment that we're in right now. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. No, I'm with you, Jen. That makes no sense. Like, if if those companies are giving that stuff away and and they go bust, then not only like everyone loses, everyone loses. That makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not cool. Where where I think that our opportunity is here is not to discount our prices, but maybe give more value than you normally give. So one of my group programs includes two group calls, like training calls per month. So what I've done is said that we will do them weekly to make sure that everyone's moving forward. So, you know, I'm adding value by giving them extra. I um, Where they normally don't get one-on-one coaching, they're able to reach out and ask questions all the time. So what I'm doing is rather than making my products, you know, cheaper, I'm just adding so much more value to make sure that my clients succeed through these times or have the best chance of success through these times. I think that's 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 a great uh, stance because they they are going to need that extra to carry them through. Um, to know that, that that makes a lot of sense. Now to go to your um, to to well, let's see, like delivery, right? That was that was one of the other things. And and what um what what would you think? is the best opportunity to spin this in a, in a positive direction of like, Hey, we're not going to get to meet in person. Like we probably would if, since if I'm only taking clients say in, in an air, you know, a specific area, like say I'm like a chiropractor or something that's like non-essential, but essential to the people who need it. But yet we don't want to have these, these physical, con- you know, connections. 
I think that it's about thinking outside the box of what else you can offer. So for something like a chiropractor, obviously they can't do in-person adjustments, but they're still, still going to have a clientele that is going through this. So what can you offer differently? Like really think outside the box. What you know, because it's not just about catching up on a Zoom and chatting to them. What is it that they could do at home? You know, can they go on a Zoom and you give them specific exercises to to relieve some sort of pain? So start to think, okay, not just pick up an in-person and make it virtual, but put a spin on it so that it can be a different delivery that possibly achieves some sort of similar goal or outcome. And there's probably yeah. some products in there too. I was um, I was reading that, who was it? Acupuncturists, you know, they're another, they're kind of like chiropractors, right? You Like yep. you have to be in person to get your, <laughs> your needling done. But apparently the demand for Chinese herbs um, and medicinals has skyrocketed in this pandemic world because people are looking for natural ways to heal and stay healthy and boost their immune systems and keep their bodies balanced. So I'm not, uh, acupuncturists were turning to those medicinal herbs and selling them online and compensating for that loss of appointment <laughs> dollars. So I, I think probably with chiropractors, they could do the same thing um, with like, I don't know, massage bombs and like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I know um, hairstylists are uh, doing hair color kits. So their clients, because they have their custom colors and everything for all their clients. So they can package the little kit up so they can at least do their roots um, in between like hair appointments, because it might be a while before mm -hmm. we all have our hair appointments. You're going to know my true hair color in no time. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I would totally buy that from my hairdresser. I would totally buy a hair color kit. And then if they also had a, a video where they kind of like walked you through like the best way to apply it even better. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been trying to think really creative about these problems. I have some friends who have businesses that have sort of high ticket items, like say like a, a, a travel package or like a brand photography package, that sort of thing. And I was thinking, you know, I wonder if it would make sense for them to almost subscriptionize it, for lack of a better term. Another thing you could say is kind of like a layaway um, I, <laughs> where you pay over time, you get added value in the term uh, in the form of, you know, uh, you know, maybe some brand advice or travel advice. Some videos. bonuses, yeah, some, some sort bonuses. of bonuses. And then you also, what I love about that is you also have something to look forward to. Like, I don't know about you, but I am dreaming of the day that I can travel again mm -hmm. or that I can go to a restaurant or that I can get out and like, you know, out in the public again. Like I, <laughs> I, I love having something to look forward to like on a typical day, but during these times, like if you could spread out those payments for your dream vacation so that when this is all over, you're just ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just think you have to think of everything, not just how to repackage, but also how to reprice. Absolutely. Um, not, not discount, just restructure and yep. also give yourself some recurring revenue during this time instead of waiting a year for revenue if you subscriptionize i'm just making that word up by the way i know it's not a real word subscriptionize it's not, it's not hashtaggable <laughs> um not a real world word i realized that um yeah they can you know potentially have some some reoccurring steady revenue during this mm. 
this time. So I don't know. I'm just spitballing. No, but it's super relevant. See, hashtag be relevant, Jen. Yeah. yeah. That's the world we live in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Real yeah. It's the real world now. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, so, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else we got here? Oh, you know what? You made a good point. I, by the way, guys, we're, um, Samantha provided some um, some PDFs that we're using as a guide for our conversation. But she, um, in this delivery portion of the PDF, Sam, you mentioned that virtual is not the same as in person. No. And I think that's a great point. As, love, as much as I love virtual, like it doesn't translate, cons- you know, all the time very well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you can't just, if you're running a live in-person event, if you jumped on a Zoom call and just did a normal Zoom meeting, it's not going to transfer over. So you need to, you need to really brainstorm what are all of the things that happen at whatever in-person thing that we're doing. So let's take an event, for example, you know, there's music in the breaks, there's lots of conversations over coffee at lunch in the hallway there's usually some great conversations in the bar after the conference uh there's you know there's a lot of there's breakout rooms there's all of these sorts of things so how can you provide the same experience virtually so not just jumping on a zoom meeting had the same experience and I ran my first virtual two-day intensive last weekend so super fast to market with that very tired still from doing that my brain is fried but we pulled it off our clients were absolutely astounded they're just like we did not think that that was going to feel the same but it did we still had the music in the breaks we still had the breakout rooms we still had the uh you know the conversations in the breaks we didn't leave the meeting we just put the music on and everyone still you know came and had the casual conversations and at the the end of the conference exactly like normal we'd say you know safe travels home i just changed it to safe travels back to your kitchen and for those who want to stay and you know have the conversations in the bar meet us back in five minutes with a glass of wine or a beer. And we ended up staying on and having great conversations for two hours after we finished. So really we try to get that experience and bring it into the virtual world. And in actual fact, Jen, you'll love this. My introverted friend said that was the best conference we've ever been to. Oh, I I was trying to look up. I have to give props to um, a friend of mine, Lisa Shapiro. She runs a, a networking group a very robust and awesome networking group called the DC Fempreneur. And I'm a member of that. And she has been working really hard to keep the community as active as it was offline, online. And she found this platform which acted as a virtual co-working space complete with like a lobby and a kitchen and rooms and you can close the doors and you can wow. you know be available like through voice or audio and you can con oh there's a meeting room so you can like have a meeting you can share files i was looking i it was, it was i think it's a new platform so i can't remember the name but uh she did a demo of it and it is really slick like it's really <laughs> cool um i was like this is actually kind of kind of fun i was kind of like skeptical about it to be honest with you but then when she demoed it i was like this actually is really cool it actually functions like a real life co-working space and you you know you get the uh the top-down view of the schematic of the the co-working space anyway i'll, I'll try to find that 
link for the show notes, but that's you know, super cool. Isn't that that's cool? That's awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. So did, did you have any, anything else you want before we wrapped up and moved to the, the next segment there, Sam? Uh, I think your, that, yeah, there is one thing I want to leave people with is that this is not the time to hide. This is the time to 10x your visibility and your brand. Mm-hmm. It's the time to show up even more. It's the time to get the things done in your business that you've been putting off for a long time. It's the time to really get clear on your messaging. It's the time to really get very clear on your branding and take it to the next level. So, uh, yeah, 10x. 10- your visibility it's that time that's good advice even yeah. if it feels uncomfortable it's it's mm-hmm. good advice mm. and it um, definitely can feel uncomfortable because of the, the of the circumstances and coming up with things that like people would need or could need in a time mm-hmm. where the, you know they're not even people aren't even really sure themselves yet what they absolutely what they yeah and you know i think that it's really important to realize that we're all in the same boat that we're, you know, we're all in the same world. None of us are certain. None of us know what's going on. We're all making it up as we go along. So we could all just show up together. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Raphael wanted to know if the, the what I was talking about was called Hay Summit. No, although I've come across Hay Summit recently um, that I'm looking at for the virtual summit we're putting on. So it wasn't Hay Summit. It was something else. I'll find it eventually. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great point to end with. 10 exit people. Did you did uh so did we have time to talk about the the one piece of news since we we love to talk about Marriott so much? Yeah, I mean, I oh my goodness, know. I haven't even seen what you put I, up. I'm going to be on the fly. <laughs> I I know I haven't seen it either. I'm opening it up right now. In fact, Oh I'm my goodness, when did this go into the spreadsheet people? <laughs> I, I, I I put it in um kind of late in the game. I I came across it earlier in the week and I put it in my pocket app to to save cuz I was like you know, Marriott is a big enough company. They're always in the news. And for some reason, since episode one, we've always had some Mar- It seems like we almost every episode, we have some Marriott news that is relevant to our discussion. <laughs> um, in this case, I think it's this story is relevant in terms of being a leader, showing leadership. So this, I came across this in Yahoo Finance, Marriott CEO, has uh, decided to not take a salary in light of what's going on and with the COVID-19 crisis. And he has cut his executive team's pay by 50%. And I know the skeptical among us will be like, well, sure, he's not taking a salary because he's so rich and he could probably not take a salary for a long time. But I don't think that's the point. I think the point is, you know, setting an example, you know, and, and showing leadership within his company, knowing that the people that work for him are all of a sudden out of work and how would it look? How would the optics look if he was still making his, whatever he makes, I don't know his salary. I haven't read the, all the details of the article. I just got the gist of it, but because we seem to be a Marriott news source, um, I wanted to, to include that. And I've seen other examples okay. of, of billionaires showing leadership, which has been nice. That, I think that is a, a great example. I mean, he's still got his stock options and stuff, and, and yeah. obviously the stock's not going to go to zero. I um, actually think that's irrelevant, what he has or doesn't have. I think yeah. that is actually irrelevant. Well, yeah. I think what is relevant is that he's stepped up yeah. and been a leader and right. – 
and and proven that he's there for his company and for, and shown his him his employees that it's that it's important to him that they will survive and i think that is the the relevant piece not i don't think it matters yeah i think so i think too. it's fantastic yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah totally to- uh, yeah, yeah yeah no i i Taking zero, I think, is great. I mean, there's been plenty of CEOs that have taken a dollar, um, but but it, but again, it's also because they're they're getting stock options, they're getting some form of money in another way. But but yeah, in this case, it does it, it is good, and I think it's great to be a you know a great leader. Speaking of leaders, though. You know, it, it was, you know, when Bob Iger quit uh, just like two weeks ago, it was like, whoa, what's going on? Like, I mm-hmm. mean, obviously he knew what was going on because he's like, I'm 69 years old and I'm and I'm done. <laughs> it's like and this is the this is the end of me. Yeah, uh, I'll just stay on the board for now. <laughs> and have you seen the list of CEOs globally, like the really mm-hmm. big CEOs that have stepped down? Yeah, a lot. There have been Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, pretty interesting times. It is interesting times. It it is. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Let's just end with I think that that is fantastic leadership and I take my hat off to him. Absolutely. Me too. I'll take it. I'll take it. You can take it with your uh, grind my gears. Oh, my gosh. I'm so Okay, this week... I'm really happy to have time for grinding my gears because I have been dying to vent about this and I hope it's not controversial. Like some of my other is. grind your gears. Okay. And I don't want you to pull this up, Joe. Okay. Cause that's the point of my grant. I don't want you to pull up this video. Okay. Don't okay, not, I do not pull, search for it. I'm not have going have to you guys seen the video that's going around of the, the group zoom where a, a girl by the name of Jennifer forgets like that she's in a zoom, she keeps her camera on and she uses the bathroom during the call. <laughs> no, I have no, not. No, I have not. <laughs> okay. Here's what just ticks me off and grinds my gears is that it's bad etiquette to share that video and humiliate Jennifer even further. Because honestly, like we could all be that person. Like it's just, it's just rude. It's bad manners. It's bad etiquette. Like I think sometimes we feel like the way we conduct ourselves online is different than way we, the way we can, you know, it can be different than the way we conduct ourselves in person. But I feel like it's so mean spirited to share something like that when somebody's obviously just had a bad day and we've all been there. In fact, I will confess last week. I was Jennifer last week. I mean, I was this Jennifer in the Zoom call last week, and I will just tell it right like it is. So we had a tree taken down in our backyard last week, and my the bathroom in our master bedroom is on the back side of the house, and we have a pretty, you know, a fairly good sized lot. So we don't have like blinds or curtains because we don't really have like neighbors that can see in. So we've never really put them up or worried about it. And I knew, I knew the men were in the backyard, you know, putting down the tree, but I just went into the bathroom like it was any other day and did my thing. And I realized, (laughs) oh my God, there are men in my backyard watching me go to the bathroom. Um, I was Jennifer, but you know, nobody shared that around the internet because these guys were so busy taking down the tree. They weren't videotaping me. Thank God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank God. Nobody needs to see that. But I was like, I was Jennifer. You know, one time I was like, I was preoccupied and I was like in a clothing store and 
I wanted to try out a pair of pants. And instead of going, in, instead of going into the, the dressing room, I just started taking off my pants, like to put them on. What? Like I was just, I was preoccupied. I was thinking about something else and nobody saw me. Like I caught myself like, like mid change. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? But I mean, we're all Jennifer on the Zoom call going to the bathroom, okay? Like, please, like, if somebody does something like that, like, don't share it. I mean, it's got, like, a gazillion, like, a million views now. People have seen poor Jennifer. Oh, and no. uh, I don't think it's mean-spirited. Like, just be nice. Be nice. Oh, like, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even like it when children are represented in, like, memes and gifts, like, because they've done something, like, made a weird face or something. I, I don't even like that. Like, I don't like that at all. Like, be nice. Be nice. Jen, this is my favorite grind my gears ever. Is it? <laughs> and it is because this is something that's really important to me. We're all human. Yeah. And right. And just empathy, people. Empathy. Empathy. Why would you share that? Why would you share that? And like, oh, I've come across it so many times. I'm like, it's funny. I get it. It's funny, but it's so mean spirited. I mean, gosh, poor Jennifer. I just want to. Mm. I just want to give her a hug, but I can't because we're in a pandemic. Damn it! Jennifer, hug. <laughs> Brent, stop it! Brent, sit. no, Brent, stop it! I'm only talking. Here only gets more views. That is Brent, I'm in a, good. I'm in a, I'm in a sticky wicket. Okay, like I, there's no, there's not a. I had to grind my gears. I told Joe not to share the video. I'm not sharing the video. I know, I know, but I, I'm doing like, what I can. I. You know, so what was she, she was using the phone, obviously, right? Or, or like, was the bathroom right behind? Like, I think she like, had like a been... laptop that she like carried into the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> like she was just, Jen was just going about her day. Like she did, like she probably was in one of those conference calls where you don't have to talk for like three hours. You don't even really need to be there. And so she was just like, but they probably had, you know, in Zoom, you could put like the attention tracker on there. So God forbid Jen goes to the bathroom and they know she's not watching the Zoom. Like maybe that was the situation. Like, oh, poor Jen, oh, poor Jen. You know, just the man. fact that her name is Jennifer, I felt like an extra sympathy for her. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, that's Brent. Terrible. I know. Jen, well, Brent's so, grief. so, but, so, so, yeah. So you said, oh, like, is that part of the bad online etiquette? Because I was thinking that Jennifer was the one with the bad online etiquette, not no. realizing like where I'm at. Let's. It's like the old person with the, the smartphone and they're you're like you FaceTime them and they're like holding it up to their ear and you're like, <laughs> I can't see you. Pull it away. Or or they put it on speakerphone and they're like holding it up to their ears. So the whole everybody knows what's going on. Like well, that's not so much etiquette as just not knowing any better. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So so with that said, okay, here, here, here you go. Okay. You know what grinds my gears? That it takes a minute and a half for me to be able to leave a voicemail message on because I got to listen not only to your voice, but then the automated voice right after to tell me how to leave a voicemail message. And it's only been like 20 plus years of cell phone. So why? why, why? Who doesn't know how to leave a voicemail message at this point? Who? Who? Teach them. Find them and teach them. That's that. <laughs> You know, so that that's bad etiquette, in my opinion, on on the phone companies for wasting my time to leave a voicemail message down. I'm probably just going to hang up anyway and then text the person. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I've got terrible etiquette. Don't ever bother leaving me a voicemail message because I never listen to oh. them. So if you ever get my voicemail, don't even bother. Just send me a text. 
<laughs> I agree. Like texting is so much more efficient. Like I hate, I hate it when I have to like listen to a voicemail. Like it's just like I have to stop everything, get in there and listen to it. Thank God, like uh, they transcribe them now, so that makes it a little easier. Raphael says this that Jen had a situational awareness fail. Um, he quadruple checks mute and video off when he walks away in a conference call. Well, you're a pro, Raphael. Like, what can I say? <laughs> like, you know, you're great. I mean, you're good at conference calls, but what about Jennifer? Like, maybe it's her first one. Like, I don't know. Um, it was definitely a situational awareness fail, but I just don't think it deserved, like, being spread all over the internet. <laughs> oh, wow. But it's because it's because people self-identify as Jennifer, obviously. I self-identify. Like... I just went to the bathroom in front of tree people last week. Okay, that I, you know, they probably charged me extra <laughs> for that abuse. So oh, do you have like yeah. a like a, a ceiling to floor like window or something? I don't understand. No, but they were no, but they were on the tree, right? Because they had oh, to like they so were they up high, elevate, like they were window level. They had elevational awareness. I mean, I could wave at them, Joe. I was I like, can't I didn't believe know we're if I should. Oh, having conversations again, people. Should I have waved at them? I don't know. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, should I wave and just be like, hey, okay, I'm. I'm, you know, I'm aware of this I made situation. them feel uncomfortable at that point. <laughs> I did the lowest squat I've ever done. Like, cause I squatted really low to pull my pants up before I stood up. I was like, oh, my trainer would be really proud. Cause I am like squatting like a champ. Oh, my legs were a little sore the next day. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, all right. So, it um, always gets to this time of the episode and I'm always just speechless. <laughs> <laughs> and that says something for Sam to be speechless. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It does. It does. All right. Well, I will. Uh, you know, we're ending. We're we're ending right on time. I'm gonna try to embarrass myself more this week. <laughs> sure, I will. So I think that uh, I think we we've set a pretty good pace for people that uh, are listeners and and viewers watching uh, to challenge them to do more in the in the getting in front of people uh, as much as they possibly can. You know, I, while you were talking earlier, I went back to the Dominic's Facebook page, that pizza shop I was talking about in Violin earlier, and saw that like literally like every couple of hours they're putting up a Facebook post, like just something to like just put their name in front of people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh for the opportunity so i i think that that it's really i think that's that's really great and i you know i also want to give a quick shout out to all of the restaurants that have been so quick to get commercials out uh mm -hmm. like watching cnn like almost almost around the clock you know they have been so quick to like did you know red lobster you can get curbside delivery and like you don't even have to get out of your car and i'm like hey i i, I didn't know that but would i in, in in the case of where we are today probably not but hey i'm sure somebody has a bunch of disposable income that wants to you know spend it on seafood sure you know so uh so definitely i i think that it's really great that these that these companies have uh figured out like contactless i mean i've seen it so far as like we will put the pizza down just outside the car and you can walk over and pick it up like or, or something to that effect so you don't have to like touch us and and even one company uh saying that they would no longer take cash for in the foreseeable yeah. future mm. i've seen like, that i've seen quite a bit of that 
Yeah. Um, mm. and, or even like Best Buy, right? Best Buy, uh, they sent an email like a couple days ago saying, hey, our stores are going to stay open. You can't come in. But if you order online, you can come and we will deliver it right out front door, the front door for you. And mm. people who want to stay home can stay home. People who want to continue to work can continue to work. So it's, you know, I, I, I applaud those companies for figuring out ways to, like, make this work, even though in Jersey, we're so, all non-essential employees are supposed to stay home. Though I would argue that Best Buy has appliances. And if my refrigerator breaks tomorrow, one of these places better be essential. open. Somebody better be open, whether it's yeah, Best exactly. Buy or, well, not Sears. Uh, but, you know, somebody better be open for me to be able to get one. So I'm not going to be able to Amazon that. Well, before we go, I just want to um, read Raphael's comment. He says, in all seriousness, what setup are you using there? It looks great, and it's lots of fun to watch you three. I catch the replay because it's fun and professional. Oh, thanks, you, Raphael. Thank you, Raph. And this uh, is StreamYard. We're using <laughs> StreamYard. Yes, StreamYard uh, is, uh, is great. Uh, enables you to you know do multiple outlets. We only just do the Facebook uh, channel at this at this stage and times it's easy to send everybody to one direct place as far as setups go do you want to just go around the horn with like headphones mics webcam we could so know okay I, so I, I i'll start know. it out uh i got a c920 webcam an atr 2100 microphone and i'm using the sony's i don't know what they are 7506 they're like the legendary sony's that everybody everybody gets you got some tascams there that's a that's a good brand yeah Tascom headphones, ATR twenty one hundred microphone, Damn. and I don't know my webcam is. I forget. <laughs> I yeah, I have no idea on my webcam either. But also ATR twenty one hundred mic. I don't have fancy headphones like you two. We're just we're just bogan down here in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like Princess Leia with these with headphones on. <laughs> You know, after an hour of wearing these, they're not that com- they're not super comfortable. I'd rather have some in ear ones or or something, or 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 maybe you know I'm gonna have to figure out for this this live stream. It's gonna be like eight hours long, uh, for two days in a row. I'm gonna have to figure out like some way of like switching between pairs of headphones just so I get different you know pressures on my head uh, throughout the day. So I'll I'll figure something out. But anyway, yeah, you don't want head, you don't want head pressure. <laughs> No, I know. I, I'm feeling it now. With I don't know why it's so bad. All of a sudden, like I've been wearing these for a while. Uh, Raph says, "Ah, Streamyard, cool. I got. I gotta check it out. Awesome, but no onboard video cams." Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you can use onboard video ca- cameras. Like, the, the, I mean, some of them aren't total garbage town. But even if you know, it, it I got to get my lighting right because, like, as you can see, like my I don't know if you noticed, my camera has changed like every time I move forward and back, like the colors change. So I gotta, I gotta work that out in this room. But, uh, but anyway, I think, I think we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We got go to get out of here. We're going to turn into a pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> Thank you everyone so much for taking the time. Raph, Lou, Brent, uh, Susan, Leon. Thank you all so much for taking the time to, to spend your, your Wednesday night with us. Um, it's, it's always a, a and can blast. I just, say i think tuesday i think that lou is our official hashtagger 
<laughs> yes, yes. I want to give a shout out to Lou, our official hashtagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, he's uh, yeah. You can never not show up now, Lou, because what would we do yeah. without our hashtags? I know we need those hashtags. They would. Uh, they are super helpful for us. All right, everybody, uh, <sighs> go to businessgeekspodcast.com to subscribe if you're not already subscribed on Apple iTunes or wherever you're getting your podcasts at, and like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com/slash/businessgeekspodcast. I hope everybody has an amazing week and we will figure out what our, our to- we have a topic for next week but i will figure out what our topic is for next week yeah uh, hashtag be relevant we don't know what's yeah. going to be happening next week yeah we'll see we'll see we might be in total lockdown here um so anyway have a great week be safe i hope everybody has plenty of toilet paper at home <laughs>